Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Well, good morning. Welcome to uh, our week three of our series, Bring It. These guys are, these guys are Derek and Diana. They're really giving me a hard time back here. I um, I went to that step was a little bit higher today than I thought it was. It just went to lift my leg up, and I didn't really quite come down the way I thought I was going to come down. I wasn't quite prepared. I uh, let me go ahead and tell a story now so I can get it over with because the embarrassment is better when you share it than when somebody else shares it. Uh, when they share, it, they get to share the liberty with it. But we I finished the marathon yesterday, and um, I set a record for my time, and that was by way accident. The guy. Uh, Thank you, uh, thank you, Diana. What happened was I ran this race three, three years ago and then I was gifted it to me to come back again and run it the next year, but then the pandemic hit. So I didn't get to run it and then I put it off. And so th- this was a gift. So you know me, I love gifts. I mean, it was the worst gift I've ever received. Don't be get me wrong, but um, hey, go run 26 miles. You know, I'll be honest with you guys, uh, my chiropractor's in the room, 26 miles in a car for me hurts my back. So you can imagine 26 miles. Well, I got out this guy the year before I ran the race, three years ago when I ran the race, there was a patient there and he has a sign that says five hours and 30 minutes. And he looks to be about 55, 60. So I said, I can, I can run with him. And um, mind you, I have the longest I've ran since that race was six miles. And uh, with, with John last week, with John two weeks ago, it took us an hour and 45 minutes to run six miles. So that kind of gives you some context. So I get, in there, I get in this race and I thought, I'm just gonna stay with 5.30 for as long as I can stay with 5.30. So I got to mile one, mile five, got a 10 can underneath my belt. I felt good, the sun's not up yet. You can run six miles. I don't know if you know this or not, uh, Joy knows, but you can run six miles before the sun comes up. I didn't know you could do that. And so I uh, ran about six miles. Then I got into mile 13. I was still with the old guy. I was so excited. And then that, the, uh, the, I was still with him. I was like, this is incredible. But I was like, man, he's going fast. And every time my, my phone, would, ch- my phone would, would ring or tell me, hey, you're running 11 minute pace. I'm like, dude, I'm the man. I'm running 11 minute pace. Anyways, I, I stayed with him all the way to mile 20. I was shocked. I ran 20 miles since the last time I did it three years ago. And so anyways, th- all that's irrelevant. The point is this, I finished, we finished the race and uh, did a little bit better than I did last time. And I get in the car and I go, I need you to pull over. I'm not feeling good. And she said, I got you, babe, don't worry about it. Well, I pulled over and she, well, I, she was driving. I offered to drive several times. I got a little bit of Chick-fil-A because how many of you know, if you're married to my family, my in-laws, Chick-fil-A is just a normal thing. Like, you know, so we pull over and next thing I know, we're not pulled over anymore. We're back on the road and she's going, babe, 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 I just called 911, are you okay? I passed out, you guys. I was so, de- I guess I was dehydrated. You know, I, I thought I fell out because I was such in love with my wife. That's what I thought it was. And so um, being in the car with her by myself with no kids, kinda, it's kind of dreamy, you know? Like, I'll be honest with you, when you have four kids, you don't need an, ex- you don't need an extravagant day night. Sometimes just sitting in the car by yourself with your spouse feels good, you know? Like, like it's magical. Like, let's just, we, could like, we literally could probably just get our food, get in our car and have date nights in our car in the driveway. That would change our, that'd be incredible. Um, anyways, so I passed out. Nonetheless, I survived and... Um, and it's been a, it's been a long, uh, long less than 24 hours, but I'm feeling really good today. And so I'll, second service, I will be preaching from a stool, but I want to give you guys my best because you guys, 
you guys woke up and you guys got here for the early service. You guys are like, look, you are, you are the committed Christians of this church. And so I wanted to make sure I came and give you my best this week. We've been in a series called Bring It. Well, you guys have been bringing stuff all week long. I told you guys this last week, but week one, you guys brought a good amount of stuff, but week two, you guys slayed it. And I mean, our office is covered. We're giving a, a bunch of stuff to Harbor Hope and they're picking it up on Tuesday. We cannot wait for it to be picked up on Tuesday. There's so much stuff. And then once we get all that out there on Tuesday, it becomes sisterhood. And sisterhood is all... Sisterhood is like right below the Trinity somewhere in case you're wondering in our church. It is such, sisterhood is such a huge deal. And so sister, we'll be going to sisterhood mode. I, my, I walked to my office today. It's already sisterhood in my office. It's sisterhood in my bedroom. Sisterhood is literally everywhere in my life right now. And so um, that's sisterhood. Um, and so anyways, we're going to switch and get this out. This week, you guys brought in supplies for World Hope and Tunnel, Advil, all the things that you guys bought. P to be honest with you, I'll probably go borrow some of the Advil between services. And, um, but you guys have, it seemed like a good amount came in and the second service will show up and I'm sure they'll bring in the rest and all that will get on an airplane. It'll go to Africa where the Boscos, not the exact city where the Boscos were at, but they're, um, they're gonna, it's gonna go to Africa, Nairobi, Kenya. And um, I'm glad they're back. They went over and did a mission. You guys gave them 200 toothbrushes, over 200 toothpaste. Like we filled a whole suitcase up there and we offered to give them the money for the suitcases to get out, get over there. They didn't take it. So I was very thankful for that. And so um, we're making our, our missions dollars go further that way. And so they went over there and I saw the way that you guys were doing church and um, we got to step it up a little bit. We're not dancing, we're not, we're not moving our hips enough, you know, like you got it. If you haven't experienced church um, in Africa, in, in, in a village or, or anywhere over there, um, or really a lot, of, a lot of the third world countries, they're just, it's all they got. They're going so hard. They don't care about the person next day. They've traveled an hour to get there, not by car. They've walked, some people have walked hours to get to church. Churches, in some, in some parts of the world, churches all day. What time? When you get there. What does it end? When you leave. Like it's, there's no times of service in a lot of those parts of the world that, that we've been to. And so, um, so thank you guys for bringing it. Next week, you don't have to bring any items. Um, you don't have to carry anything in. You just gotta bring somebody with you, okay? Don't carry your friend in. That'll be weird, okay? Um, but we are, we, this is next week. And so here's the deal. Barna did a research and Barna says this. He's the guy that does all the research in church world. He said this, that 80% of people would come to church if they were invited. The terrible news about that, like that's the good news. The bad news is that he also released a study and it said this, 20% of Christians are bringing their friends to church. That's bad news. Like that, that's the bad news. Um, they, they'll come if you bring them. If you bring them, they will come. It's a little bit like Field of Dreams. So would you invite somebody? Some of you guys in here today, some of our young people in this service and next service, and you're, um, you're a young person. Like next week is the week to try to invite your mom and dad to church. Some of you guys, you're, you're, you're my age, but your mom and dad live in the city, but they've never been to this church. Like next week is your chance to invite mom and dad to church. Maybe your grandpa and your grandma. I was talking to a family just a few weeks ago. They came last week. They came two weeks ago and then they went to Next Steps and they came the very next week. And I asked the lady, I said, hey, did you like the service? It's a grandpa, grandma, mom, mom, they're her kids and then her kids and then her grandchildren, four generations. We wanna be a multi-generational church. It's taken us a long time to get there. And the, the grandma said, it's a little bit loud, but I can bring earplugs. Come on, somebody. Like, it is a little bit loud. And so if you wanna know, if you're, you wanna to try to figure out how old you are, if you're bringing earplugs, that means you put you in another category, okay? And so, but we're not judging you. If you need earplugs, because we want you to be here, we need to play that music loud. In case you're ever wondering, like, why do they play the music so loud? We play it loud because most of us can't sing. Not everybody can be Diana, and, not everybody can be Diana and Derek and our worship team. Like, we're, like, we're singing as loud as we can. And it's like, some of us are like really good, like really, really good shower singers. You ever realize that once you get out of that echo chamber, the music sounds, you sound terrible. And so we play it loud because we want people to worship and, and, and not be distracted by the bad singing around them, you know? And so, um, or the bad, like some people don't want to hear themselves sing. Uh, but let me.
Next week's going to be, we're going to finish the series up. And I hope you come next week. I hope you bring your friends. It's going to be an incredible time. I believe God ordained a special moment um, for our church next, next week. And so if you're here, um, God's going to bless you. If you're here today, I believe God's going to bless you. Here's what I know. God has blessed each of us with time, talents, and treasure. <clears throat> There isn't anyone here today that God hasn't blessed you, each of us, with some time and some talent and treasure. And so all of us have that. Every single one of us, God is gifted with time and, and talents and a treasure. And all of us have different amount of time. I know you're probably thinking, well, we all have 24-7, but we all have time, every single one of us. And I believe, I believe that God, the time that God's given us is not so we can do more work, so we can have more time with him. Like, that's encouraging to me. I'm still thinking that God's given us time so we can spend we can spend more time, more time with God. And then he's given us some talents. I believe he's given every one of you guys. There were some really gifted people in this church. Some of y'all are really, 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 really gifted. And some of us are not very, very, very gifted, you know? But some of y'all are very, some of the most gifted people I've ever met go to this church. I've met some extremely talented, talented people. I was telling Diane about one of the young ladies who's helping her with, um, uh, with um, sisterhood next week. I said, that lady, she can do everything. And then I was doing serve day with her husband. I'm like, man, your wife is ridiculous. She can literally do everything. He's given everybody treasure. We live in Winter Garden. People are moving to Winter Garden. which seems to be the normal and the average, but everyone's not there. But if you have a toothbrush in here today, that makes you rich. If you make $50,000 or more, that puts you in the top 10% of the world's richest people. If you have a bed to sleep on, some of us today, we've gotten so callous to what we have, our time, our time, treasure, and we think, we, some of us maybe think that we, we're, we're owed this, and maybe some of us in here today, they feel like, well, I wish I had more, and, and the reality is that we all have a lot. I love what Jim Carrey said. Jim Carrey said, I wish everybody was rich so they could see that money wasn't everything. I wish you could travel the world. We, I wish the country was wide open and we could go everywhere we wanted to go. But if you can't go there, drive over to East Winter Garden or drive to downtown. Take your kids through Paramore, on Paramore Drive on, on daytime. And my dad owns a landscaping company. He pick up guys that, that live and sleep on my church's chicken and church street down there. Like, take your kids, drive, drive down OBT. Like, you don't have to go far to see that you have a lot of treasure. Everyone does. Everyone in this room has time and they have talent. <clears throat> And they have treasure. And here's the reality of this. And me. Because we all, have a, we all have it. And here's the reality. God has called all of us to bring this to this house. That's how this, in case you're wondering, that's how this works. When we bring our time and we bring our talent and we bring our treasure to this house, God does incredible things. He's called us all to do that. Every single one of us have a time, a talent, a treasure. What scares me is though sometimes we're like, I'm going to give a lot of time because I don't want to give any treasure. I thought it would be quiet there. just thought it would. 
Uh, remember, again, this is the preaching series. This is not the teaching series. That's next month. I've, been pre- I've preached two weeks in a row. I'm going to preach it today. But, or sometimes we give treasure. A lot of people are like, well, help, help me out, brother. Some of us, we give a treasure. We give our tithe because, like, you know what? I really don't want to give any time to church. And t- giving time's a lot, by the way. I think, I, my opinion, this is just free for some of us here today. I'd actually rather tithe than to give my time because time's a, we don't have a lot of it. We're going, 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 going. All, 24, we're, we're busy, we're busy people. It's not good. That's why God gave us the Sabbath. That's why he modeled the Sabbath. So we have time, talent, and treasure. I, I brought a couple pictures. I think I have these pictures of some of my favorite dream teamers. Do we have these pictures? Okay, cool. I wanna show you a picture of this. These, these, are, these are young people leading our young people. Time, talent, treasure. This church, you guys, we're, I was taught, Diane and I spent the last couple of days this past week on spring break. We took uh, 12 out, we took six hours out of our spring break and we assessed church planters. And I said, bro, I asked the guy, I said, what's gonna make your church any different than any other church? Well, I don't know, there's lots of churches. I said, well, if you don't know the answer to that question, then, don't, then, then you're in trouble. Cause there's plenty of churches. So we're talking, I said, well, do you guys wanna take the city? And he's like, oh, I like that. We're, we're, we're a church is gonna take the city. If you've ever went and got a business loan, they ask you, what's going to make your ski school any different than the other ski schools? Because if you're going to be like every other ski school, they don't care. But what's going to make you more profitable than time, talent, treasure? This is a young girl leading young people. I, text, I saw this picture on her Instagram. I said, Maggie, was she, is she in charge? <clears throat> Close one. Maggie's like, no. You know what Maggie said? She will be soon. Joanna gives her time, talent, and treasure to this church. She's over here somewhere, and she's leading. Is that a young person, too? Is there two young people in there? Let's time, talent, and treasure invested there. That's what we're doing. This is one of my, other, this is one of my all-time favorite Dream Team people, this guy right here, this good-looking guy here. Look at that good-looking guy. That's my guy. Jeff comes every week to set up. Not scheduled. I don't even know if he knows how to use Planning Center, to be honest with you. I think his wife runs it for him. Everybody needs a wife that runs a Planning Center for them, right? You know what I'm saying? You know who you are. Every time there's a men's group, Kelsey McGee signs up for it. I'm like, Kelsey, it's men's. She's like, I know, I'm doing this for Justin. He's clueless. But <clears throat> this guy here, every single week, giving his time, his talent, his treasure. And you might be thinking, this guy, he can do anything. Matt's like, Jeff could do anything. His, his son like, dude, Jeff could do anything. It doesn't matter what it is, Jeff could do. Sometimes these things, things break around here. He's like, Jeff's like, he just comes, he just goes fixing it. Time, talent, and treasure. We all have it. And God's called all of us to bring it, to bring it to this house. Here's what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. The Bible says the Lord will send out, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in heavens and he will bless all the work that you do. I don't know about you, but this is the part of the message where I'm like, y'all, I want to be blessed. I'll do whatever you, whatever, pastor, whatever you say, I'm going to do it because I want to be blessed. Time, talent, and treasure. I want to be blessed. Do you want to know why a lot of people aren't being blessed? Because they're not giving the time, they're not giving the talent, they're not giving their tithe or their treasure. Here's a Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. There's only one area in the Bible where God tells us to try him at. And we find it here in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring all of your treasure or your tithes into the storehouse. This is the storehouse. This is the house of God. So there will be enough food in my temple. And if you do this, says God, if you bring your time, your talent, your treasure into this, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open up the window of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I want to, if that's what the Bible says, I want all in. 
We did a song last week that uh, Morgan introduced you to called The Same God. It was talking about the same God of Abraham and Jacob and Isaac and Moses, some of our, our father, some of our, our, the, the fathers of our faith, really. Those guys gave it all. Can I illustrate it to you today? In Genesis chapter 17, I know a lot of you are like, I didn't know our pastor knew where the Old Testament was, but I do. Genesis chapter 17, we find ourselves with a man who wanted to, who, to bring it into the house. Genesis chapter 17, verse uh, 1 through 5, the Bible says this. When Abram was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully. Serve me faithfully. Time, talent, treasure. Live a blameless life with your life. Another T where we could use the word testimony. You've been given a testimony. Time, talent, treasure. He goes, do this and live blamelessly. And here's what he says. If you do this, I'll make a covenant with you, but which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. Now, I know what you're, you're thinking. This dude's too old to have kids. The Bible says in verse 3, at this, Abraham fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I'm changing your name. I will no, you'll no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham. He goes, hey, listen, if you do this, I'm going to multiply your life like you'll never, ever can imagine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring so much blessing on your life. And, 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 and Abraham is just like you. Abram is, goes from Abram to Abram. is going, bro, I don't know about this. I'm old. Like I'm old. My wife's old. We ain't having no kids. But you're going to multiply all of my descendants. You're going you're gonna to bless me. And all these things that we see in Deuteronomy and Malachi and all throughout Scripture, we see God, God's men and God's women bring these to the storehouse and God bless their life. And, and he's going, no, I am just, you, you can do that with everybody, but you're probably not going to be able to do it with me. You ever been there before? I know so many people are like, you know what, I really, I, I want to. I'm afraid. I want to, but I'm not worthy enough. Everyone's worthy enough to do something. Well, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. I don't know, our group leaders usually say this, I don't know enough Bible. I, some of our group leaders say this, my family's a little bit dysfunctional. That's a qualification to be a group leader, by the way. <laughs> a little bit of Bible, a little bit of, a little bit of dysfunction, and you're gonna make it. Like, you can do this. <laughs> All of our group leaders are like, dude, I didn't, now it makes sense. Oh, he asked me. Totally makes sense. <laughs> Stuff you don't learn in new, in new group leader training. Let me keep on reading. It gets, it, so if you're going to do this, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to go all in. My buddy's doing a 90-day tithe challenge at their churches. Both of them are starting this weekend. The 90-day tithe challenge is this. You tithe for 90 days. If God doesn't bless you, they'll, their church will write the check back, all of it back to you after 90 days. You know, you know what, I, I was thinking about that the other day, and I'm like, well, if you don't tithe, how do you figure out what you do give? I've always wondered that before. Like, if you don't tithe, how do you pick the number? Do you, like, just, is it a quarter? Like, do you, do you put, a, like, a, an automatic number generator? And, like, what, how do you even find the number to pick? Because God clearly gives the number. He says, there's a, bring a tenth into the storehouse. He tells us to do that. These guys tithe off their crops, their time, the Old Testament. These guys were serious. So he says here, if you're going to do all this, if, and if you decide today you're going to go all in, by the way, all those churches are like, yo, we've never given the money back. No one's ever come because, because the Bible. If you, do any, if you test God in any area, he's going to bless you in that area. I, I, I've done this way too many times for way too long to see God continue to bless. If I didn't think God could bless you, I wouldn't throw this out there. I wouldn't talk about it. But what I've also, I talked to Renault, one of the, their churches, one of the largest churches in this city. He said, I said, what's the number one mistake you made in this church? He goes, number one mistake I made at this church, this church that he pastors. He goes, I never talked about tithing. He said, and I felt so bad for that. 
And I said, why? He goes, because if you don't tithe, God can't bless you fully. So I think we got a lot of partially blessed people in here. But what if God, that verse was such good. I love the verse. He's going to open out a storehouse on you that's going to bless you way beyond your mind. Like he's going to blow your mind. So if you do this, if you sign up for this today, then what? So Abraham's like, all right, God, I'm, I'm in. So Genesis chapter 22, the Bible says, and Abraham, Abraham moved south to Negev, and he lived there for a while between Kadesh and Shur, and then he moved on to Gerar while living there as a foreigner. Verse 2, Abraham, Abraham introduced his wife, introduced his wife Sarah by saying, she is my sister. So King Abimelech and Gerar sent for Sarah and had her brought to him in the palace. This is, I'm in the wrong passage, 22. I'm like, that's a really good part of the story. I'm not preaching that today, but Genesis chapter 22. <laughs> Caught that early now. That was gonna be a long ride, you know what I'm saying? I was about to take you on the 26 mile journey, you know what I'm saying? Genesis chapter 22. Sometime later, I'm feeling lightheaded, Diana. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I ran a half marathon one, like, like when the church was like six months old. I ran it on a Sunday morning. And she's like, babe, please don't do it. It was the first inaugural Star Wars um, half marathon at Disney. I was like, babe, I gotta do it. It was, it was again, some shocker, it was another gift to me. So I was like, I can't turn down that gift. So literally it starts at 6 a.m. I ran that thing, got, ran it two and a half hours. I literally got in my car, drove home as fast as I could, showered. I actually had a flashback of it today because our Honda was out there. We gave her a Honda away back in the day and that Honda was out there anyways. That's all. <laughs> it doesn't matter. My makeup artist, no, I'm kidding. Genesis chapter 22. The Bible says in verse one, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. There's always gonna be a test, by the way. When God makes a promise, there's usually gonna be a test. Yes, he replied, here I am I. God's talking to Abraham. God's, and Abraham says, God, what do you want? Take your son, your only son, get this. Take your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, which obviously he does, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. Now, if you're like me, you're not, thank God. I'm thinking right now, I would much rather tithe, time, talent, treasure, than to give my, to, than to, to sacrifice my son. I'm so thankful God's saying, sacrifice your, one of your sons. I know which one I'd pick, but the point is this. The reality is that I'd rather not. <laughs> I would rather not. I would rather not. Verse three, so he, he does it. The next morning, Abraham, he got up early, he saddled his donkey. He took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire, for a burnt offering, and he set out for the place that God had told him about. On the third day of the journey, Abraham looked up and he saw the place in the distance. On the third day, Jesus arose. On the third day is the day of the test. There's so much scripture. When you read the scripture, you see third day, you see the seventh day, you see the 40 days. Like There's so many things. So on the third day, the Bible says he gets to the destination. Verse five says, stay here with the donkey. Abraham told his servants, the boy and I will travel a little bit further. We will worship there and then we will come back right now. Note this, if, you're, if you have a Bible, which you don't, I don't know why I said that. He says here, you guys stay here. We're gonna go worship. You guys, we, they traveled, got the guys together. They got pretty far. He goes, we're gonna go back and we're gonna, we're gonna worship. He's gonna sacrifice his sons. But he says, hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna, we're gonna worship. Time, talent, treasure. This is worship. How, how do I worship God? Pastor West, I, sometimes I go to church. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. How do I worship God? The Bible tells us. We, this is how we worship him. We spend time with him. 
we give to him. We do, these, we, we do the things that are going to impact the kingdom of God. We're sure we're going to fast. Sure, we can have a box of fasting and praying, all those things. That's all worship. He says here, stay here with the donkey. Abraham told the servants, the boy and I will travel a little bit further, and we're going to worship. We're going to worship, and then we'll come back. Now, after you, I'm like, this is going to be the long walk. It gets longer. Verse 6 says this. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders. Now, that's weird while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham and he said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood. And the boy said, but where's the sheep for the burnt offering? This kid's smart. He starts putting two and two together. He's like, hey, we got the stuff. Like we get it, I have all, we have all the things. The verse eight says this, but God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. We find a lot of people, and I feel like in our work and ministry, we find a lot of people in verse eight. A lot of people in verse eight. Like we know enough, but then we get stuck in questions. Like we get stuck, like when people have to go to war, and like we talk about, the, it's your breath in our lungs. Like we have a lot of people sold and all people are all in and they're completely committed and like breath in our lungs. We pour out our praise, we pour out our praise. And then when the test comes, we're like, yo, I, we ain't praising no more. I changed my mind. I don't know. <clears throat> I have a desire greater than all these things. Or a turmoil happens. We're like, yo, I'm not interested in these things anymore. I'm just, I can't. I got to get there. I got to get there. I gotta get more, I gotta get there. And if I give away, then I'm not gonna be able to get more. If I'm giving away, how am I gonna get more if I'm giving things away? How am I gonna do more if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm spending time with God, how am I gonna get more if I'm gonna? We find ourselves in this tension in verse eight. This is the tension of most Christians. <clears throat> Jesus says, God will provide. I'm here today to tell you, God's gonna provide. Abraham meant, I've seen it over and over again. And they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told them to go, Abraham built an altar and he arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son, Isaac, <clears throat> and laid him on the altar. This is just intense. I mean, can you feel the weight there? Another son was sacrificed on the cross. The Old Testament points us to the New Testament all throughout it, if you read it. The Bible says in verse nine, when they arrived there, Abraham built an altar. <clears throat> he arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son, Isaac, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. I don't have to ask you the question today, but do you think Abraham was pretty committed to God? Do you think Abraham was pretty much, would you, would you, would you assume that he didn't need a message to encourage bringing it? I don't know. <laughs> are, you pretty, are you pretty sold that the guy's time, talent, treasure, and Isaac? I, I'm pretty sure he's pretty much, he's pretty much fully invested in this thing as about as much as he could be as invested in it. <clears throat> I think this, if the more of us we can get all in this thing, the further we can go. We can reach more people. I was talking to Miss Debbie. I said, Debbie, I got this plan. I've only told a few people about it. I told my men's group and I told Debbie about it. And my team knows about it. Our team knows about it. Not my team, God's team. But like, we're gonna, we've got this really big plan. It's called Take the City. And like, if a lot of us get in it and a lot of us bring it, if we bring our time and our talent, our treasure, like it'll be a game changer. I believe this, if everyone in church in America tithe, there would never ever be a heart for the house offering because every week would be a heart for the house offering. 
Oh, Pastor Wes, come on, what, save that for November. <clears throat> Just realize that if we, if everyone <clears throat> brought their tithe into the house, if everyone brought their tithe into the house, there are no more building campaigns. There's just not, because you, because the it would be fully resourced. So, again, it's not a message on giving. <clears throat> Verse ten says this. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel called to him from heaven. And Abraham, Abraham, come on, mom's in here. You know I'm talking. I'm talking about. They're about to plug that thing into the thing. About to touch the thing they shouldn't touch. Come on, we all have that kid. You got one kid that doesn't touch anything. You don't have to, you don't have to baby-proof a thing. Then you got the one kid come around, future terrorist of America, and you have to, you find yourself self, you, you're proof in everything. Errol posted a thing about kids randomly screaming. That's, that's, I have one of those. Just, I got one. Just, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, I just want to scream. We don't do that. What's wrong with you? Why can't you be like, more like your mom? Why are you so dysfunctional like me? <clears throat> Knife in hand. And God says, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on that boy. Okay, no problem. You don't have to debate that, right? We don't want to stop. When God says, I'm going to bless you, you don't go, don't do that, God. God, don't. Don't you dare. No one's, I've never met a Christian that says, don't you dare bless me, God. I don't want to be blessed by you. <laughs> but when God says, I want you to give your time to you, like, don't you make me do that, God. Christians, what are we doing? What are we doing? There's no wonder why thousands of churches close down every year. We're not even starting enough churches to even stop the deficit. That's why Diane and I, we go and assess these church planners and Ark helped us get started. So we pour back into it. Like, of course we will. Of course we'll go see if they have any blind spots because we know about blind spots because we had all of them. Like, we'll go see if they have them. We're losing church. The church is not winning. And here's what I think. I think if Hope Church wins, but every church around us loses, then I think we all lose. Because we're not trying to build kingdoms for ourselves. We're trying to build the kingdom of God. So if we all go all in, like Abraham did, and Isaac did, I, we're not even, I've never heard anybody preach a message on Isaac's life. But like, how many of you know, like, if you're Isaac in here today, you're not getting on that thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like, like no, dad, I'm good. <laughs> No, I'm good. Isaac said, yo, can I get some sunscreen? Like he just hops on there, like no big deal. I'm not getting on there if I'm Isaac. But look at, look at the kind of faith that Abraham had that translated and transferred into Isaac. Uh, we wouldn't have a faith that, that just transfers into, into our kids. There's two adults today shadowing my, my 14-year-old daughter this morning. There are two adults shadowing my 14-year-old daughter in our kids' service, in our preschool. Why anyone wouldn't sign up to serve in kids' area to invest in the next generation? I don't, that's, that's beside me. I went, when these guys call me and say, hey, Pastor West, can you, come around, can you come run sound tonight for youth group? I'm like, absolutely. It's, I wouldn't call it a talent, it's more of a time. I'm like, yo, I'm in. I am, I, of course I will. Why wouldn't I? When Ryan calls you, hey, Pastor West, we're gonna buy our camp tickets already. It cost us $7,000 to buy our camp tickets. We had to, we already bought them. There, we're going to fill, when Ryan says, hey, Pastor West, we really want to, we would really like to charter a bus for camp. Like, I'm going to raise the money. I'm going I'm to raise it because I'm like, we're going to get as many kids as we possibly can 
because if we can rescue them before the world takes them on, we're gonna do a lot better. I, you know, you know what's one of my the scariest times for me, Chris? Chris and I are pastors and, and leaders. The scariest time for me of the whole entire year is August. Because when our young people go to secular university, not against secular university, but that's where they go. And they're not, they're not paid to teach them the Bible. They're not, they're not, when you get the, our kids get to college, they're not teaching them a biblical worldview. They're teaching them whatever they want to teach them. They're teaching them, everything's relative. It's relative. What, what do you believe? 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 What do you want to believe? They're not, so we only have them for a short amount of time. Did you know this? If a kid comes to youth group all year long, once a, once a, one hour a week, all year long, and seven days of camp, we only get them for one week of the whole entire year. Look, we have a, a task that's so big, and, we, and, and the reality is that we don't have a lot of time to do it. We don't have a lot of time to do it. That's why we're all in. That's why we're going a thousand miles an hour. Pastor West, you guys run fast. Yeah, because the hell's coming. I can't stop hell, but I can stop you from going into hell. I'm all for Sabbath. I'm all for breaks. I'm all for rest. I take them. I'm not going to post it on social media. It's irrelevant. I'm going to post the world changing stuff so you can get you motivated to get you, you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to help you posting me taking a, a Sabbath. Like maybe it would. Okay, so. Let's finish the passage of scripture. The band can come up. Then Abraham looked up and he saw a man, a ram, caught in a thicket. That's, that's a thicket. There's just in a bunch of weeds. So he took the ram and he sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Abraham named the place Yahweh. That's a good song. Yahweh, which means the Lord will provide. I'm here today to tell you if you give this, God will provide. To this day, the people still use the name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. I don't know if you today, but I've been on some mountains where I've seen God provide. I've also been in the valleys where I've seen God provide. I believe in a God who will always provide. Verse 15, then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham, the, and the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. That's pretty cool. It's like, hey, Abraham, they don't have it back there, but there's two more passages of scripture. I was just reading a little bit further. I was going to stop there, but uh, verse 16 says this. Um, verse 16 says this, this is what the Lord says, because you obeyed me, because you obeyed me right there and you have not withheld even your son. I mean, this guy, when he was your only son, I swear by your name, by, by, by my own name, Jesus, God swears by his name. Only person I can swear by his name is him. He says, I swear by my own name, I will certainly bless you. Come on, anybody want to be blessed? I will multiply your descendants beyond your number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. That's powerful. The reality is this. I don't know about you, but I haven't been able to count the stars yet. I don't know about you, but I haven't been able to count the sand on the seashore yet. I can't even count all the sand that my little kids get in the car after we went to the beach for only an hour. I can't even count all that sand. It's so much sand. But the Bible says, Abraham, Abram, now Abraham, I know you're 90 years old, and I know you're really, really, really old, and I know you're, here's what he's saying, I know you're new to church. I know you've got baggage. I know you got past, because we all got it. I know you got issues. I know you wish you had more. I know all those things. But if you will come alongside me and give your time and your talent and your treasure, I will give you immeasurably more. 
I could do way more than you can ever imagine or think. Here's what I need you to know. Bring it is about your obedience. This series is about obedience. This series is about obedience. This series is about obedience. What am I going to obey? You're going to obey the word of God, the word of the Lord. The Bible says that if you will do these things, I will bless you way more than you can imagine and way more than you can think. And I don't know about you today, but I want all the blessings that God has for me. I don't dare want for one moment to God give the blessing that he had for me to give to Dave Clurs. Dave Clurs, he has to get his own blessing and I'm gonna get mine. And I don't want Mark taking mine because I'm not using it because the Bible tells us there's a story of three guys and God blessed one guy with one talent and he blessed another guy with two talents and he blessed another guy with five talents. And when God came back, the Bible says this, that guy with five talents, he went and doubled it. And the one with two, he doubled it. But the one with one, God's like, you lazy, wicked servant. He's like, what are you doing? He took it away from that guy. He goes, you're not going to use it. I'm going to give it to this guy over here. I'm going to give it to Nicole because Nicole's going to steward it. And so I want to let you know today that bring it is about your obedience. But hey, here's good news. Bring it also, point number two, those small little boxes. Bring it is about God's faithfulness. He's faithful to you, church. He always has been faithful to you. He's been there for you in your toughest times in your weakest moments, in your loneliest times, in your tired times. He's always been faithful. He's given you all of this. If this ain't enough, I don't know what it is. But if you want more, you're going to have to give this to get this. If there's anybody here that wants this, you're going to have to go to this first. When we stand to our feet, can we thank God? He's given us all this, all this time, all this talent in our treasure. And it's His faithfulness. It's not about works of righteousness. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.